Hello. Good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video where we discuss digital marketing tactics to help grow your business. I am super excited today to have a guest on the show, Michelle Berdinas from BeelineLegal.com. Today's episode is Protecting the Brand You Love, Strong Legal Meets Killer Bee Marketing. Michelle, thank you so much for joining the show today. Hey, good to be here. Awesome. So uh, we were talking a little bit about your business, and I find it fascinating. You know, we've worked with uh, attorneys here in our lo- in our local market area, and we're always, um, you know, challenged with the regulation that is in your industry when it comes to advertising. And, um, and so I, I think that really kind of sets up how you got started with BeelineLegal.com and, and, and really kind of what prompted you to start the business. Um, but I guess let's start with what do you do and, and why are you different? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm an attorney. Um, my practice now is pretty much entirely focused on my trademark practice. Uh, and so I'm a trademark attorney. And what's different about me is that I've taken everything that I've learned about trademark law over a quarter of a century, and I've turned it into an expert system, put the whole thing online so that lots and lots of people can use my brain at the same time. That's fantastic. That's like you're the turbo tax for trademark services. <laughs> That's what I am. Yeah. So trademark infringement. No, just kidding. We're good. <laughs> right, right. For sure. Um, now, you, you told me that you, you're seeing a, a, a really um, a, a big part of, of the people that you provide services to uh, are really startups. Tell me why you think startups um, you know, feel comfortable coming to you, and how do they come to you? Yeah, I think the reason, um, obviously, the price point is key. So it's flat fee at about a fifth of the cost when I used to go by the hour. So startups are obviously very, very cost conscious, and I think that's part of what drives them. Um, but startups also tend to be people who are very comfortable interacting with technology. So people come to me rather than the way you would normally work with a lawyer where we would get on the phone or we would talk in person and you come to my office and I send you a piece of paper with an engagement letter. You go to my website, you pick a package, you get started. Everything is taken care of through the website. So particularly if uh, if startup is your side gig and you need to do it at 2 o'clock in the morning or at 1 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, it's there. You don't. We don't need to be in the same working at the same time, you do your bit, I'll do my bit, you do your bit, I'll do my bit. And that, so it's accessible, and there's a lot of people who don't like interacting with people so much, and uh, the website is good for that. There's also people who just don't want to interact with an attorney, because we're scary, and we're condescending, and we're mean, and we use big words that you don't understand. So, um, you know, it just takes that whole scariness and ickiness level away from working with a lawyer. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and, and as you, you know, kind of tell the story, I can imagine, you know, a company or, a, or an entrepreneur that, you know, has been thinking about starting a new business. I mean, there are plenty, it doesn't really matter if you're 25 or 55, 
There are plenty of companies that are being started today, you know, as side hustles or, you know, uh, secondary brands to, um, you know, an existing business. And you're right. I think they're, you know, afraid that, you know, a trade secrets are going to, you know, get out or something or, you know, the cost is just going to be, you know, especially in a if it's a second like a side hustle, you know, so like yeah. they're, they're literally going to take money out of their savings account. Um, but literally, like I'm looking at your website and like your base package just starts at one hundred forty nine bucks, uh, you know, scales up to, you know, five grand, depending on, you know, what what all you need. Um, and that definitely I can see where that's very approachable. Um, and like you, I think you shared before we got online and I could really empathize with this pain point of I have a question. I really want to pick up the phone and ask my attorney, but I'm terrified that the question I'm going to ask takes 20 minutes and I'm going to get billed $200 for the call. Right. And it's interesting. I mean, every one of those packages, you have the ability to go into your portal and make an appointment and talk to me. Every one of them. And and when I put that capability in there, everybody was like, oh, geez, oh, man, you're, this is crazy. You know, you know it's going to, like, go over the top. You're going to spend all your time doing that. I, almost never. Hmm. Literally almost never. And And part of that comes from the fact that I've been in this area for so long. I already know all the questions everybody's going to ask. So I make sure to address all of those questions as you go through the process online. So I already, you know, if you anticipate people's needs and and where they need hand-holding and you provide some of that hand-holding online and when they get to the end of the process, they feel like all of their questions have been answered, they're, they're not going to keep calling you on the phone. Um, and so that's, you know, that's there. And anyone can call, any feline client can call me anytime. But people, you know, it's, it's not a big deal for me. I'm happy to answer their call. I want them to be happy. So I'm happy to be able to take those calls. I would imagine you have a, a, a pretty wide variety of, of market segments, but are you seeing any trends at all in terms of um, types of services or, or business groups at all? You know, not really, because it is. It's, yeah, it's, I'm really industry agnostic. I mean, I'm in New York, so I got a lot of way, way, I used to practice in Colorado, so I have way more fashion clients, uh, food, restaurant, and prepared food clients than I used to have. Mm. Um, so I, it's everything. I've got, I've got nonprofits, I've got pharmaceuticals, I've got sporting goods, I've got consumer goods, I've got services. Uh, you name it, I'm, I'm, I'm in that industry. And that's actually part of what makes trademark work so fun because you, you sort of learn a little bit about every industry. Right. It keeps it, keeps it industry. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you really had to, you know, you, you told, you shared with me, you started this, um, you know, uh, launched the website in 2015. So you've been going for, you know, a few years, but Tell me about, you know, what, what was the, the impetus of really changing your business model? Because I think that, you know, a lot of, of businesses that, that listen to the program and to the show, you know, they, they really struggle with the status quo. The, the, you know, the, the, this is the way it's always been in our industry. Um, you know, if we, if we deviate outside of it, we're, we're going to be at great risk of losing clients or, 
you know, uh, have have a, a brand reputation crisis moment. Um, tell me about that process. How did you go through that? Yeah, and I, man, if there's an industry that's mired um, in the old way of doing things, it's legal services. I mean, attorneys, you know, the billable model, the billable hour model uh, has it's been centuries. That's that's what lawyers do, right? We we bill you by the quarter hour, and here it is, and we never tell you up front how much we think something's going to cost, or certainly don't guarantee that it's going to cost only that much. So it's a very scary process for people. And one of the big pushes for me was that trademark clients, I wanted them to come to me at the beginning, right, when before they launch. So that when I say to them, ooh, you can't use that trademark, it, you know, it's painful. They still have to redo their business cards and buy another domain name and redo all their marketing materials. But that's a way more painful thing two years after launch. And that's when they were coming to me because that's when they got the cease and desist letter. And so I kept thinking, well, how can I get these people earlier? How can mm. I get them before the bad thing happens? And I realized one of the things you could do is make it more accessible by putting it online, but also reducing the cost and telling them up front how much it's going to be, right? If, if you know, if, and, and as you go through, you know, the, the prices on my site are just my fees, but there's also trademark office fees. As you go through the process on the, on the screen, up on the right-hand corner, it's telling you every step of the way what the trademark office fees are going to be, right? Because depending on the way you answer a question, that might increase the trademark office fees. So it's keeping a running tally. You can say, oh, I made that decision, and now I see that's going to cost me more. So by telling people up front this is how much it's going to be, and by bringing that fixed point down, I get my clients at a point where I can prevent a problem instead of solving a problem, which it's expensive to solve problems. So that was kind of what drove it. I really want to get it. I want to get people in this process earlier. Um, and and doing that by the old, let's build them by the quarter hour thing is just never going to work. Um, the first thing I had to do when I wanted to start this was leave my law firm because there's no way to do something like this from inside a law firm. But the entire economic of the firm, economic model of a firm depends on everybody billing a certain number of hours and bringing in a certain amount of revenue. And I needed an entire year to create and build the website and bring in any money. And no law firm was going to support me through that. So, uh, and, and they would have put all these nasty warnings on, the site would have been miserable. Nobody would want to use it. So um, the first thing I had to do in order to change the model was get the hell out of the industry. <laughs> you had to make the leap, leap of faith. Wow, that's yeah. that's, that's I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um That's the glory. Right, right. Um so I think the other thing that uh you know that you mentioned just just now that that really sparks an idea is you know I think because of what's available online, you know, being as transparent as you can when it comes to pricing it doesn't matter if you're selling cars or legal services. You know, I think that we as a society are just skeptical of hidden costs. And I think, you, like you said, if you remove those those barriers, um, you, you create an environment where, hey, you know, th this is going to be a great client experience 
which which is fantastic. What um? Yeah, let me ask. I think that's absolutely critical. Yep. Yeah. So um, you know, I think the other thing that that you shared with me before we got online that I that I think is important is. You know, sometimes you can get fed up with the status quo and in, in your industry, but there's usually one other, um, you know, nudge that you get. And and tell me, and I, you shared with me, um, kind of on a personal level, which which I appreciate your candor and and sharing with our group. You know, what what was the personal motivation for you to really start uh, BeelineLegal.com? Yeah. So. Um, uh, once my kids graduated from college and I was no longer, as I say, hemorrhaging tuition, um, I left Colorado. I moved to New York City. And the plan was, you know, I'll just go and find a job at a law firm somewhere. That was, yeah, I think that's what I'll do. And I uh, started taking Italian classes. And in Italian class, we have conversational Italian. And I'm talking about what I do for a living. And after class, uh, a woman named Ava came up to me and she said, oh, like, I'm starting this business and I, I really need to register my trademark. But I went to the USPTO website and I couldn't figure it out. There was all these questions. I didn't know the answers. And, you know, can you just, like, help me with that? And I said, oh, can't. I'm not, not admitted to practice in New York yet. Just got here. Um, but I'll tell you what I'll do. Let's get together. Uh, you open your computer, I'll stand literally behind you. And as you go through the process on the USPTO, I will, I'll just like translate what it says on the screen. When they say, do you want to file under section 1A or section 1B? I'll explain to you what the choice is. And, um, in doing that, I realized there's, you can actually systematize the standing behind somebody's shoulder. Um, and so that was part of it. And then the other thing was um, helping my daughter learn how to use TurboTax and not really just, just being on the phone with her while she did her own taxes for the first time. And knowing that in my generation, when I had to do my taxes for the first time, it was sitting there with a piece of paper that said 1040 on the top of it and trying to figure out how to answer the question. So TurboTax had done that for taxes, and there's no reason why I couldn't do that for trademarks. Wow. So, I, you know, I really, the way you tell that story, you're, you're painting this picture for me that, you know, it's this collaborative effort um, that the client is able to experience. And I think in the past, you know, um, you, you feel like, you know, I'm paying for these services, but I, I'm... I'm not actually seeing it done until I get the notice that your your trademark is approved. Congratulations. But yeah, I don't know right, if you did yeah. anything or not, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, and that's the difference, like, in the, you know, like, the, the two most popular packages are the B1, which is 149 and then B3, which is 999 And, the, you know, what's the difference between those two? Well, you know, with, with B1, you're doing most of the work on V3, you just give me a little information and I call you on the phone and I ask all the same questions that you would have answered through the website, but I'm just going to actually walk you through it instead of having you do it. So more money and time, more time than money. You know, it, I wanted to make sure that I had something that would be comfortable for somebody who really did just want somebody to take over for them and were happy to pay a thousand dollars to do that. And somebody who was happy to sit there for an hour and a half or so and patiently answer all the questions. 
Wow. And, and I really get a sense, too, that that people feel empowered, that they are part of the process of building their business, even though they don't know a lick of legal, you know. And right. But yeah. By the time they're done, they know. Like Ava, I mean, Ava's become a really good friend, multiple clients. She actually staffed my booth at Tech Day New York City. It <laughs> for three years. She helped me staff my booth. That's how much she loves it. And even beyond that, though, she, like if you ask her a trademark question, she actually knows the answers now because she went, she's been through that process. And so she knows, oh, yeah, no, I know what that is. I know what that is. No, 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 you can't do that. And she came to me. She said, oh, my God, my cousin's starting this business and they're doing this thing. And I know that's not right. And you need just you need to talk to them. And that's like what I want to do. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, good. We'll get it right. <laughs> Yeah, Michelle, I love that story. I think that story speaks to what we've I've talked about many times, you know, on the show is that we all have this idea that the marketing funnel is, you know, it starts with brand awareness, which, you know, which you did, you've got your site out there, um, you know, you bring it into sort of that middle section of, you know, consideration, I'm looking at all the different options before I make my decision. Ultimately, I make the the conversion. I say yes. I click the button. By now, and then most people, that's where their their funnel stops. And I think what you've just kind of given credibility to is there's two more sections that are part of the funnel, and that is you know someone who is loyal to the brand and comes back to the brand and asks for more, and then the last one, which is absolutely the the coup de gras which is when they become a brand advocate. And, and I think your story there uh, is just a perfect testimony to when someone out there is, is really waving the flag of your brand on your behalf, you've really won. Um, so let's talk about, you know, okay, it's been four years and, you know, how did you go from, okay, I'm on the internet to people actually finding you? Yeah, that was that. That was a learning curve. There, um, like you said, there's all these restrictions on what attorneys can do to advertise their services. Uh, we tried Google AdWords. You only get so many characters, and some of them have to be attorney advertising in all caps. So uh, we even tried making that. Yeah, there's a real attorney. Like you know, making it sort of funny. Drove uh, tons and tons of traffic. None of which was useful. Um, it's really been much more like building a traditional law practice. I do a lot of workshops. Um, I get myself out there. I talk to a lot of people. Um, just a, a lot of that, but also my blog. Um, I walk down the street and I see a horrific example of a trademark. I take a picture of it and I tweet it out to my trademark geeks that are now out there and looking for me. Um, blog topics, I never have to come up with them anymore. People send me emails and ask me questions, which is awesome. Uh, and even LinkedIn and Facebook, when I use those, I'm typically trying to give an example, teach a lesson. Here's what people think. It's not really like that. This is really what it is. So a lot of informative content, um, turning people into trademark geeks. Uh, we call them um, my beekeepers, and they... Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're wonderful because they, they, it's not even just the service that they're into. They, they've become, they've kind of like gotten jacked up about the stuff that makes me excited too. 
Yeah, I, I was uh, checking out your your Twitter profile, and I love some of the. Uh, and by the way, Beeline Legal NYC is the Twitter handle. Beeline Legal NYC, um, and and I love some of the, like you said, you're walking down the street and you see this, you know, just like oh my gosh, did they really think that was a good idea? Um, I mean, it's such practical examples of poor execution. Uh, you know, for for branding and and uh, you know uh, trademark infringement. My my favorite one I recently got. Um, I really wanted to just expose them. Uh, an automotive group here locally. They had a, a contest that was a Amazon gift card. You know, like come out for a test drive. You know, um, you'll get an Amazon gift card. But the whole packaging. They literally just they they took the word amazing and styled it with a little kind of circle underneath. It looked like I thought it was literally Amazon telling me that they were going to give me a a gift card. It I, I should have brought it. It would have been a great example. I could have put it up. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. <clears throat> I actually because of. I see stuff like that. I actually contact general counsel in <laughs> a picture because, like, it's like, oh god, no. I don't always do that. I don't always turn people in, but sometimes it's, it's just no. You can't do that. When the Olympics came around, oh my gosh, no, no, you can't use those rings. You can't say the word Olympic. Don't do it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with a smile too. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, you guys. Whoever made that recommendation was just not even thinking. Michelle, is there any last thing that you could that you want to share with uh, the folks that are tuned in today that maybe they're a CEO of their company, maybe they're thinking about starting a company, uh, maybe they're an in-house marketing person, or maybe they're you know with a marketing agency, or they're a vendor that provides services to help businesses grow. What advice would you give them just as a last takeaway? You, you've got, you, whatever business you're in, your brand is an absolutely critical part of the foundation, right? And if that is an absolutely 100% solid, if, if you get that right at the very beginning, you pick a brand that's going to grow with you as the market changes, as your offerings change, um, and, and it's, it's strong from a legal point of view and it's strong from a marketing point of view, if you nail that at the beginning, you never have to think about it again, and it supports anything and everything you want to build your company to be. Um, you know, the, the examples I love using, you know, I always tell people, oh, that's kind of a Radio Shack problem there, you know. You're, if you call yourself radio and then nobody buys radios anymore, it's going to be really hard for you to transition into the next thing. Uh, dress barns just shut down because people don't want to buy dresses in barns. Um, and Amazon, if Amazon had called itself books online, you know, where would they be? Which isn't, you know, that there it, 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 it was a bigger vision there and a bigger understanding of what that company was going to be. So we're not going to sell books forever. So let's not narrow ourselves down to just that one thing, um, which is why my business is called Beeline. I, I might do a module for copyright registration. I might do a module for formation. I can do anything I want on that site, and it's really just about getting it done for people. So get that right. 
at the beginning. You know, get it right from a marketing point of view. Hire a company to help you pick a good brand. Uh, get with a lawyer. Make sure that that brand is available. Make sure that it's stronger than a cardboard sword in a windstorm. Um, <laughs> get it right, and and you'll be you'll be so happy, and you'll never get a season with this letter. That's great. All right, Michelle Berdinas from BeelineLegal.com. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Again, my name is Michael Wynn. I'm the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RBOP, and I'm Associates. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Thanks again, Michelle. Bye. Thanks.